Hey, boys and girls, welcome to episode 77 of the Roughed Up Podcast. Uh, this is Matt Armstrong. I'm joined by Mike Roy, Wes Key, and Tim Rodriguez. How's it going, guys? Dun, 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 dun. Never better. Very Never better. good. <laughs> Very good. I'm at 73% success rate, so I'm good. Oh, all right. So how many uh, yachts are we pulling in this year, Tim? One or two? <laughs> oh, it's going to be a paltry two this year. It's keeping it light. Keeping it a light year. It's probably wise. You know, tough uh, tough financial situation going on. Um, I guess we can just jump into our uh, previous bets of uh, week four. Did you guys see anything uh, that looked kind of suspect for someone to pick a best bet? I'll call myself out on uh, the Cowboys. They uh, did not not did not show up uh, this week. Hey, um, my only defense is that they they made a handful of uh, fumbles early that was basically insurmountable. They did actually make it uh, a run of it, but they created more turnovers. So not a good bet on my end. Well, my worries that I stated to you on your bet, okay, all came to fruition. I was like, I don't think there's any way that defense keeps them below 35. Lo and behold, they didn't keep them below 49. Holy crap. Yeah, it was 30. They gave up 31 in the first half, which is uh, not what you're looking for. Unreal. We have uh, someone backing uh, Tampa Bay. Who was that? That was Tim? That was me, and we covered – I think it was a push. Push. We gave you a push. push. It was a push. It was a push. So I didn't lose, didn't win. But yeah, my my thinking was the Chargers were super banged up. And and they were. And the, I was amazed that the Chargers came out and they played as well as they did. They did play well early on. Uh but bad coaching late uh, late in the second half, that cost them the game. I mean, Lynn's play calling was terrible. It was really bad in the second half. They were constantly – in the second half, he played scared because he went after – he went after Tampa Bay early on, and he just took his foot off the gas pedal in the second half and, and allowed Tampa Bay to get back in it. Um, that that fumble on the on a bad – on a bad handoff, that, that was a game changer. They fumbled with 30 seconds left. Gave gave Tampa Bay a shot. They scored. They it took them three plays, but they scored, and that was the game changer. And uh, and the Chargers never recovered. Pretty long little diatribe without mentioning the name Tom Brady. Five TD <laughs> passes for the guy that you guys have buried. Not bad. Well, he was looking out in the first half. <laughs> six TD passes if you uh, go by uh, the Winston uh, measurements. As he threw a pick six in the first quarter. <laughs> he did. He looked rough in the first half, but he came. He really put together in the second half. He looked really strong in the second half. He looked it was like wild. Of- <clears throat> that first half was crazy. It looked as though Mike Evans was, like, ready to yeah. get himself ejected. And then all of a sudden, he just starts getting a handful of touchdowns. It's like everything's uh, good and peachy in Tampa Bay again. Uh Yes, Tom definitely looked good. Uh, so we can continue well, to. Evans, um, Evans' ankle was a serious issue. 
I can't believe he played the entire game with that thing. I mean, he he would try to block and he'd fall down like grabbing his ankle. He tried to block a guy, he'd immediately fall because his ankle was in so much pain. He jumped he jumped up in the air, caught the touchdown, and then landed on his ankle, and then he held the ball, put the ball down, and was just grabbing his ankle the entire time and managed to play the entire game that way. It was it was a pretty impressive performance by Mike Evans. All right. Any other thoughts on your best bets? We had uh, Mike had the Rams uh, <laughs> giving thirteen. That was uh, yikes. Yeah, we, we didn't I, I quite get there. I couldn't have been more wrong about that. Uh, but I mean, like in hindsight, how the hell did the Giants play the Rams that tough for that long? I think the Rams were just so incompetent on offense. Um, watching them play lazy, lethargic, um, golf was kind of lost. It was just – it was a really weird performance. Like, you think there couldn't be a better spot off a loss on the East Coast to come back home and get the lowly Giants, whose defense is just shredded with no Saquon Barkley. This is the perfect medicine for this seemingly high-powered, high-flying Rams team that's trying to, like, reassert themselves as the dominant force in the NFC. It's in the West, and just – they laid a, a huge egg. So, I who think is, it was – Who is this guy? The Roy I know always would have looked at this as a trap game. They would have said, no way you're going to get up for a game against the terrible Giants. Rams are an inconsistent team. They've been known to take games off in the past. What, what, what happened to you? You've, you've, you've shifted on us. I thought last week was their time to kind of lay an egg on the road, like go all the way to Buffalo against a very stout Buffalo team, but they played their hearts out. So I guess you could look at that and be like, okay, they, they played their hearts out. Then they come back for a letdown spot after that, you know, down what, 28 to three, like storm all the way back, take the lead in Buffalo, lose on a heartbreaker, like in the fourth quarter. That to me just showed spirit and resolve and fight and that this team wants to win and wants to compete. Cause I think last year, like was a joke. Like they were kind of a joke of the NFL, like, you know, the Super Bowl team that, that made it, that then collapsed in order to be found. So I think this, this season is like their revenge tour. So I, I'm, I'm looking to kind of back them wherever the spot looks good. And I thought that was, um, a good spot against the lowly Giants team that had to travel all the way west. But, um, yeah, like you said, uh, Goff looks absolutely human at, at the weirdest times. So, whatever. I <laughs> Weird weird game. Raiders kind of uh, – Raiders did. What else is there to say? Yeah, yeah I – they they made a push uh, in the in the at the end of the first half and early in the second half and the uh, the, the Bills are clearly the superior team and they just blew them away at, later on in the second half. Um, Allen came alive, the running game came alive. Uh, Allen's shown why he's an MVP candidate this year in that game. Like they were, there was a tight game early and then he put he put the Raiders away late. Josh Allen, MVP right. season. That was a rough week four for, for our boys here. Uh, let's get away from that and uh, just jump into uh, week five of the NFL. Hey, Tim, uh, how about your uh, 49ers? How are they looking? Oh, Jesus. Um, not great. Uh, that was one of the worst performances by any quarterback I've seen. Uh, Mullins clearly was struggling to find it out there. Uh, which was not the case the previous week against the Giants on the road. Surprisingly, he really struggled against the Eagles. Uh, 
Our offensive line was atrocious. Uh, he was constantly getting pressured and hit. Uh, Trent Williams looked terrible. Mike McGlinchey was an abomination. Um, our offensive line is not what it was last year. Uh, um, and, and it clearly shows our our quarterbacks are seeing ghosts. And <laughs> you don't want to be have that happening. Uh, the same thing actually happened against the Eagles two years ago uh, when Beth, when Bether was the quarterback. Uh, Bether got hit 14 times in that game two years ago. Uh, he and you you saw the same thing. I, I I couldn't believe how bad the pass protection was in that game. Uh, in the final drive, for example, the Niners were on the Eagles around the 38, and we had three passing opportunities, uh, and Mike McGlinchey let his pass rusher in basically clean all three plays. Didn't even get a hand on the guy. And it wasn't until the third play where the Niners were like, yeah, Mike McGlinchey isn't, isn't blocking shit. So we got to put a running back back there to at least chip him. So basically they put a running back to, so Bether could at least get the ball off. It was pass protection was atrocious. Mullins was clearly inaccurate. He missed a wide-open Kyle Juszczyk running down the sideline. There was nobody within 30 yards of him, and he missed him by 10 yards. And you're just like, what happened? And that, that interception late in the game, that was, that was just the icing on the cake. What happened was you faced a desperate Eagles team that was winless that had to win that game to stay afloat. I mean – I get the Niners bashing, but I think there has to be some respect for the Eagles that were up against it, and Wentz played tough. Like, he was unsackable for most of the game. He was scrambling. Like, he had fight in him. Like, they played energized and tough. So, I think there's credit to the Eagles as well here. Well, the Eagles' defense definitely showed up. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you there. The Eagles' defense definitely showed up. Wentz was mediocre. He played, he played tough. Like, he, he was getting hit a lot. Um, he was running the ball well, which I don't know why the Niners at this point, they, they face Kyler Murray twice a year, like figure out how to stop mobile quarterbacks. I, I just don't get it. Uh, Wentz rushed for almost 50 yards. I think he rushed for like 46 yards and he had a touchdown. It's like, you cannot let the quarterback do that. How worried are you about this team? I, I think the Niners are, are done at this point. Uh, I don't think done? The there's. I think the Niners will are if they make the playoffs, they're going to make it as an eight and eight team, maybe nine and seven. Yeah, here's their schedule. It's nasty. Maybe hey, they, dude, their schedule is brutal. Let's come up with a record right now. here. You can tell me real quick. We'll we'll do it Tim style. <laughs> Dolphins. I think it's a win. I think it's a win. So three and two. Uh, Rams. Where? Uh, where at? Rams at home. I think I think possibly they'll lose that. They play like crap at home. All right, we'll call it three. We'll call them three and three there. Three at three Patriots, loss, loss, three and four. At Seahawks, <laughs> loss, three, three and five. five. First Patriots home, or I'm sorry, Packers. The Packers at home, three, three and six, three and six. Loss. At Saints, three and seven. At, at Rams, <laughs> I think they eight. can win that. So four, four, four and seven. Okay. I think they can win that. All right, uh, home against the Bills. Oof. Oof, four and eight. <laughs> home against the red. Oh, I'm sorry. Home against the football team. Five and eight. And then at the five Cowboys. 
Six and eight. At the Ooh. Cardinals. Seven and eight. Wow. And and home against the Seahawks to wrap the season. That's the NBA, that's gonna be the game. So that's gonna be the game that tells you whether they make the playoffs or not at eight and eight. So if they lose that game against the Eagle against the Seahawks week week sixteen, it's gonna come against the Seahawks again this year. If they lose that game, they'll be seven and nine, not make the playoffs. If they beat the Seahawks, they'll make it and they'll squeak into the playoffs. Eight and eight. You called it right there. I think it's like a, the big the big question is whether players like Jimmy G and George Kittle can stay on the field for mm-hmm. the entirety of the season. Because yeah. Kittle is a beast. You could have a, a scarecrow in the backfield uh, handing it off to him, and he'll have 100 yards of rushing. Some some way, getting him in the office, he, he finds a way to just be a beast. But he's, he's really kind of getting worn down here um, with knees and leg, leg injuries. And then Jimmy, you know, is that leg going to hold up? The, the Niners are an excellent mm. team, but you can't have your starting three cornerbacks on IR, which is what, what the Niners have right now. Their starting three ACBs are all on IR. So you have you have Sherman, uh, Mosley, and you have Kwan Williams just went on IR with an ACL strain. Ziggy Ansa, like he, biceps. Yeah, Ziggy Ansah is done for the year. They have 13 guys right now in IR, and half of those guys are starters. So, how you, especially with this, with this um, schedule that they have, how are they supposed to survive this season? It's this is like a very respectable like uh, throwaway season. You can't blame the coach. You kind of just say. You hope the injury bug doesn't uh, linger for 2021. Just mm-hmm. hope you luck into a couple wins. Maybe eight and eight gets you to the playoffs. Yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to state that there was a lot of bad coaching decisions in that game. So Brenda Ayuk and Debo were running the ball very well on jet sweeps in the first half, right? And they were getting a lot of chunk plays in the second pl- in the second half. There was zero. Jet sweeps ran by by running back. I mean, by uh, wide receivers in the second half. It's like, why? Why are you going away from your game plan in the second half when you're getting huge chunk plays? Like I, like Ayuk scored a touchdown on a jet sweep that he ran for 30 yards, and he leaped over a guy for a score. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, that it was, was great. It was a great play. I was like, yeah, ball, uh, ballet at the on in football. <laughs> really incredible uh, control. Um, Roy, do you have any uh, feelings about uh, Matt Ryan and your Falcons that you would like to air before we go into your week five prediction? <laughs> Maybe we Uh-oh. should hold that in case they, uh, they, they're featured. <laughs> yeah, sure. There's definitely a, a game that, uh, that could uh, be bet. It's the, the party's not over yet in Atlanta. That's right. So, uh, I think uh, – all right, yeah, we'll go on to uh, the Thursday night game. Uh, these have always been kind of tough to um, to pick. It's kind of just a short week. Um, better team versus a worse team. This is, uh, I think, a five and a half. Uh, Tampa Bay is the uh, easy cover at five. I agree with you. I, I like Tampa Bay here. Uh, the Tampa Bay showed that they can play tough 
Um, they can, they're not going to just softball you all year. They can grind it out. Um, and the Bears haven't shown me anything so far. Uh, I, I like the Bucks here. You, also, you have Nick Foles coming in off the bench, um, basically filling in for Trubisky. I, you don't know who the Bears are yet, and they've literally struggled in every single game that they've won. Uh, and, and I think the Buccaneers are a better team than any of the teams that the Bears have played so far. So I'm going to take the Bucs. Nick, Nick Foles filling in. That's an upgrade. <laughs> Nick Foles is great. Boy, did you enjoy that game last week? Uh, <laughs> three points or whatever they put up? Jesus. Yeah, that was horrible. And one of the weirdest lines of the whole week. I could not figure out how a 3-0 Chicago Bears team at home was underdogs to road, road Colts. Like, and again, there's a line this week very similar that the Colts are road favorites. I, I, I don't understand, but here, I don't think the Bucks have Chris Godwin. I don't think they have Leonard Fournette, both out. Um, short week. Um, the Bears, yeah, the Bears are not good. But they're really good as dogs. And I feel like that there's some value on this team as dogs to cover when you don't think they will. As favorites, stay the hell away from them. But I like the Bears. I think um, at home – uh, Nick Foles now gets to play, in, or I, I guess uh, practice a whole week as a starter. Now it's his team, and he should build some confidence. And I think he's a better quarterback. So I think the Bears keep it close. I don't think they win, but I think it's a close game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Godwin and Fernand are definitely not playing on a short week. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, obviously, Tommy put up uh, five touchdowns. I haven't seen anything special from Gronk all year. He looks like no, a guy who took a year he's, off. He's trash right now. He's he's rusty. He's very rusty right yeah. now. But he, uh, Tommy got it done. Uh, I had, have not heard updates on uh, Evan's uh, injuries. But, yeah, he was definitely hobbled. The in- Almost every time you would see him on the field catching a ball, he would have to come off the field because – he had used all his energy trying to make a play. So, yeah, there's definitely a chance for just uh, not enough steam short week. I think um, it's a heavy dose of Ronald Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, also, one thing you have to look at is O.J. Howard is done for the year. He Ill- Achilles tear. So, that's Ooh. definitely going to affect their offense. Uh, they're going to – so, it's basically going to be Cameron Bright right now because Gronk is – Ill prepared for the season. Clearly, he's he's a non-entity at this point. I'm on the Bears with Roy. <clears throat> I, right. I I just I have to feel like the line values on their side. Tampa Bay coming off a nice win. Bears coming off their first loss of the year, kind of an ugly one. Foles not looking great, but uh, Foles has beaten Brady before. And short week, home team here. Why not? Take take the five. Tampa Bay is uh, they got some things going for them, but buy low, buy low. Chicago, sell high on Tampa here. Hmm. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. I've been basically staying away betting on Thursdays because it's just such a. It's Chip usually job, been yeah. crummy teams. It's been crummy teams, but also like you just don't know injury like news reporting. Like it's it's really rough, and you you end up getting just like dog doggy poo games. <laughs> Yeah, we've had some bad ones. This is the first kind of marginally interesting good game <laughs> on Thursday. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we'll hop on to the Sunday night game. 
the Seahawks are traveling to Minnesota. No, it's in Seattle. It's, it's in yeah, Seattle. they're at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are uh, giving seven points to the Vikings. Vikings have uh, been pretty much dogs all year after some crummy performances. The over-under is at 58, which is uh, pretty impressive for, um, you know, usually if you would go to Seattle, you would think it would be a low-scoring defensive game, mostly uh, high-running teams in historical uh, historically, but uh, the Seahawks have been shown uh, the ability to score here. So I think uh, seven is probably the right line. It's probably not something that's sexy on either side. Um, if you said uh, the, whatever, the 12th man was able to come in this game, I'd probably bet the Seahawks, but it's not really a home field advantage other than traveling the distance. Aren't they coming from Miami? Where are they coming from? Seahawks, Seattle's yeah. coming from Miami. Yeah, so that's two – yeah, so they went from Seattle to Miami and then Miami back to Seattle. So that's some incredible uh, frequent flyer miles. So, I don't know. I think um, it's at the right line. I'll go with the better team with the Seahawks. Uh, just, like, you know, this seems like a place where, like, uh, Kirk Cousins is going to, you know, put up uh, some nice numbers and he'll be back in the headlines as a as an elite quarterback. So it's kind of a stay away. You know, maybe what, how I just said that. I'm going to take the Vikings in the points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I just talked myself out of uh, two different ways. So boy, oh, boy. I, I agree with a lot of your points, but I'm still going to take the better team here. I don't trust the Vikings. They haven't shown that their defense can keep up. Um, I mean, I think they're averaging giving up 29 points a game right now. And if the, it becomes a shootout, uh, there's no way the Vikings can keep up with the Seahawks. I, I, the, the Vikings defense is going to have to show up in this game. I don't know if they will. And so I'm going to trust that the Seahawks are going to come out firing. I understand that they struggled a little bit against the Dolphins last week, but they put the Dolphins away eventually. And, and, the, and they were traveling cross-country. This, this time they're playing at home and uh, in the confines of – a home field advantage, even though they don't have much of a home field advantage, I think they're just a much superior team than the Vikings. The Vikings have a lot of weaknesses right now. Cousins isn't great. Their wide receiving core is okay right now. Uh, the loss of Stephon Diggs has really hurt them, um, clearly. And I, I, think, I think the Seahawks will be able to cover this against the Vikings. Yeah, this is a I think this is a sneaky good game. This is a really good game. Um, last year, Minnesota went to Seattle in December and put up 30 points. They lose the game by seven, but it's still an entertaining, wild back-and-forth game. Yeah, so these teams play tough. These are two excellent coaches. And I think typically you want to fade Kirk Cousins in prime time. Like typically this Minnesota team that's had a really good defense and Stephon Diggs and a powerful kind of offense, like they just fold in prime time. So if this were like a normal team in a normal year, run away from Kirk Cousins here. But this couldn't be more opposite. You know, they've looked like dog do to start the season. You know, the offense can't do anything. Defense is just giving up gashing left and right. They can't, you know, no one, they can't stop anyone. But then they go to Houston and kind of blast them. Like two undefeated, two totally defeated teams, you know, go 
a great spot for Houston to, you know, to get their first win. But Minnesota came out and their offense clicked. And I think that was the wake-up call for this for, for Minnesota that finally they, you know, they, they build some, some rapport with uh, the wide receivers, with Thielen's getting back, and Delvin Cook just ran wild. So I think Minnesota has a lot of momentum here, and they know how to play Seattle tough. And I think it's two great coaches. I think Zimmer keeps it close. I think Seattle wins a close game, a field goal game. Um, I think Seattle's just been rolling over teams left and right. But I think Minnesota is kind of the sneaky team to come in that, you know, looks terrible, that actually puts up a good fight and keeps it close. So I love the points in Minnesota here. And I, I think it'd be an entertaining game. It's funny. I like, <clears throat> I like Minnesota. It sounds like more than you do, but not in this game. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you, were sort of, you guys were kind of criti- critical of the Vikings offense. They've scored 30 points three of their four games. So I don't, I don't know that that's been the biggest problem. I mean, Cousins is kind of easy to meme, but they're scoring. It's the defense that hasn't been living up to, you know, some past years that they've had. So I do like this team, but not in, not on the road in Seattle in prime time. I think uh, Russell Wilson versus Kirk Cousins. Uh, you, you watch those two play enough second halves, I, I think you know where you want your money. And so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll side with, with Russ here. Uh, but I do think that the, the Vikings are <clears> – <throat> Are, are a sneaky team that uh, I think, you know, maybe they're the good version of the Falcons where they can score some points, uh, you know, put together a shootout on it on any given Sunday. But I think Seattle's a real team. This, this looks like the, the real, the real deal for Seattle. I think it's their first four and start in like seven years. Um, and seems like they've got, they've got everything clicking, coming in, coming in home. I'm, I'm in on them. Sounds good. All right. Set it up. So we've got uh, Monday night. We've got, um, I think the Saints are hosting the yep. Chargers. Yep. Um, so they're giving seven and a half, currently 51. Um, Chargers um, got out to that hot start versus Tampa Bay, um, had some blunders, uh, still into a close game with a, a power ranked good team, um, kept it close. We've been suspect on the Saints pretty much uh, every week, talking about how uh, Breeze needs a walker in the sense of the retirement home. Uh, <laughs> he had he they looked uh, you know uh, casually the the Lions get up two touchdowns and then lose by three touchdowns, which is uh, common. Happens, they lost by uh, six. Three, yeah. Well, no, I mean it got up there and oh, gotcha. it, it got up there and then there were some garbage touchdowns late. Um, yeah. They, yeah, basically got boat raced after the first quarter. Um, so the Saints look good on the road in a dome. Um, I don't know, seven and a half looks uh, a little too large for me. I, I like the Chargers. Um, Herbert looked uh, pretty good. Is wait, is Mike Williams out or is oh. he back in? I think he was injured last week. I know Austin um, Eckler's out, right? Also, Eckler is out, but they still yeah, performed Eckler's without good. Eckler. Yep. But I, I think this is just going to be a good game. Uh, more than a touchdown, uh, give it to me. Uh, I agree with you. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Chargers here and the points. Uh, I don't think that the Saints are a good team, but I don't trust them with this large a line. And it's clear that Breeze is not the same player still. I understand that that they played the Lions last week and they scored 35, but it's the Lions. Come on. And then whenever they play decent teams, 
the games have been close or they've straight up gotten killed. So let's, uh, let's temper uh, our chances with the Saints. I'm going with the Chargers here. So I don't think the Chargers are actually a good team. And you say they play good teams close. I don't know if we know enough that the Chargers are a good team here. Uh, the, I think the, the book on Herbert, you know, like teams can scheme for him now and, and see him. They lost to the Panthers at home. Um, but the Panthers are putting up points. And then they go on the road, travel east, look great, as you said, Matt. You know, they're, they're fighting hard. But then, they, you know, this is a tough spot to go back-to-back to two pretty dominant NFC East teams or, or sorry, South, um, South um, teams and the Saints, I think get Michael Thomas back, which is huge. And yeah, Brees hasn't looked himself without Thomas, but they get Thomas back. This is a coaching mismatch. Anthony Lynn, I, I mean, oof, I don't want any part of him. Yeah. So I, I think the Saints are a little undervalued, I think per se. Um, maybe the line with Thomas and a, and a, if, if the Saints are – if, you know, they're not, what, two and two or whatever they are, um, I think the Saints put up numbers here. Again, back in the Dome, Breeze hears all the hate, like all the people, you know, like talking trash about him. And it, if he gets Thomas back, I, I, I think it's all systems go. And the Chargers, what a tough spot to go on the road, back-to-back, travel you know, across the country to play two tough teams. Um, coaching mismatch, give me the Saints. They crush – we are in lockstep tonight. I'm on the Saints too. Saints at home. We've, we we kind of it's one of the rules of thumb of the show. Saints at home. You you want them. Saints on the road. You don't want them. Yep. Um. So I'm I'm on the Saints. I think very quickly. Like people caught on to the Drew Brees not being good thing that I feel like we've been talking about for a couple of years now. Um. But I don't think that's what their whole offense is dependent on. And 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 this it's it's maybe swung a little too far. I think it's still a good team. They still have Alvin Kamara. They are definitely a, a contender. And I definitely do not think the Chargers are a contender. Um, so contender at home, uh, forget who, who cares what the points are. They're going to win this game and they're going to potentially pour it on. Yeah, the Chargers are just stabbing their players in the heart with needles. Like what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, my my point about um, the Chargers is that they look like punchers uh, in every game they played. They, they held the Chiefs to low score. That was like uh, within a touchdown for the entirety of the game. Um, so I, I just can totally see them keeping it close. So under a touchdown is, or at a touchdown is something I find reasonable. Okay. So, uh, let's jump into our best bets. Do, does anyone want to shoot their shot first? Hmm. Some eager, eager folks. I, uh, I have a couple best bets that I was looking at. But um, the one I'm going to go for is uh, the Raiders are um, getting 13 points against the Chiefs on the road. This looks like a – it's just like a division game line is deep for, like, the Super Bowl, like, favorites. And the Raiders had a tough week last week at home, that colossal stadium. Um, but these guys always play each other tight. So 13 seems a little large, even though this could totally be a blowout. So I also had to back off my initial favorite. The The Cowboys were uh, minus nine and a half. It's now a 10. So I'm not going to 
not going to play with that one. Almost went Cowboys back to back, so I'm Oof. probably on tilt straight. So <laughs> might want to, <laughs> I want, I want to mute my section. So I like what you're saying there. So Raiders thirteen. Mm-hmm. I it's think hard. the Raiders will be able to cover thirteen. I don't know. Do they play the Chiefs tough? I thought the Chiefs tend to roll them at will. I mean, thirteen's a lot. <laughs> A lot of points. Yeah, John, John Gruden loves Kansas City. Loves Mahomes. He wants to be Kansas City. <laughs> it's yeah, just not... like a division game. It's tough to always lay those. Yeah, yeah those I, I agree. I agree. Division game. games are always always tough. Always tough to judge because they because you the worst team in the division can surprise you against the best team in the division. And the Raiders are not a bad team. They're a mediocre team. They're in the middle. Yeah, I would say that too. I think they're probably around the eight and eight range as well. Yep. And yeah, there's, exactly. there's no there's no hate for the Chiefs. I think um, they've had a a little bit uh, of ability to slow down uh, mid game, but they end up yeah. picking it up and blowing out teams. But I think this should be a close game within thirteen. Minutes. I agree with that. I I I I'll take the Raiders in the points. The two two touchdowns is a lot. I, even if okay, say that the Chiefs get out to a big lead. Say they get out to a thirty to ten lead, right? Who's to say they don't take the foot off the gas pedal, run the ball the rest of the game, try to run out the clock, and that entire time the Raiders are creeping back with garbage time. That happens all the time in the NFL. Eric Carr's uh, specialty. Yeah. All right. Do you guys do you guys have any uh, ideas? Any any good? Uh, yeah, I was I was gonna take the Colts against the Browns. The what? Browns had a big one. You took mine. Uh, uh, what? I want that yeah, one too. I was, yeah, because the I'm Browns. Wondering had a big win if last there week. were injuries. I, I don't trust the Browns. Like wrong. I think the Colts are. Good. I don't trust the Browns. Yeah, I think the Colts are a good team. I think they're a solid team, and I don't think the Browns are. The Browns still gave up 38 points. Uh, I don't think that the that the Colts defense is going to give up that many points. Number one defense I think, in the league. Yeah, they're. I think the addition. I uh, what DVOA? Uh, what uh, West? Uh, what metric was uh, the defense? ESPN defense. That's the metric. I thought it was by DVOA, but that's not factored into opponents yet. So it's just VOA. It's not defense adjusted. So they beat up on the Jets. But I they, think it's points. I think it's they points played allowed. shitty teams. It's points allowed. They're taking care of business. Who says the Browns are? Well, also, uh, also, oh, yeah, exactly. They haven't I beaten mean, anybody. Also playing the, the Browns aren't I mean, anybody. They're playing the Browns. Yeah, exactly. They're not anybody either. So I, I'm going to take. I'm. I think the Colts win outright. I think they're going to win by seven points in this game. So I'm going to take nice. the Colts. That line to me makes absolutely no sense. Again, back to back weeks, how the Colts are road favorites. What I guess what I think was is a better team, but they proved it last week. They proved me wrong. So maybe it's true here. I just, I cannot see the Colts should not what do you be like favorites. about the Browns. I don't like, no, I just don't think the, the Browns should be dogs at home. If anything, make it a pick them or at least, you know, Browns minus minus one or just like a flat, but Browns dogs at home. I'd, that's tough. I don't see it. You you think that you think the Browns are going to win this game against the Colts? I don't think they should be dogs. 
the line is just really weird to me. The, I think the wrong team is favored. I don't. I mean, the Colts can easily win this game, but I, I think the, the 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 wrong team is favored here. So there, okay. So there's a lot of games that I like. Actually, uh, that was one of them I liked. I don't think the Cowboys should be laying ten against anyone. So I love the the Giants, but um, love I'm gonna the Giants. Wow. The Giants. Just because the Cowboys can't <laughs> stop anybody. How do you lay points to that team? Same with Texans. Like how the Texans laying points against anybody. That's rough. Um, that one stuck out to me too. I like the Steelers here. I, I'm going to pull the trigger on on Pittsburgh laying seven points to the to the Eagles. I think Philly uh, was up against the wall last week. Prime time game against the Niners. They come out and and show it. They played hard. Wentz played tough. To get their first win. The, the NFC East is a joke, so they can easily you know they control their destiny. But Pittsburgh's on two weeks uh, two weeks of rest here. Um, I think they still have a chip on their shoulder because everyone's like, ooh, Seahawks, ooh, you know, uh, Packers. Like, they're not getting any love as being a dominant team, and all they do is just win games. Tomlin's a great coach. Ben has all these weapons still, and they're rested. Um, I think this could be uh, a huge – I mean, a blowout win. Uh, Pittsburgh's just going to – I mean, yeah, the rest of their home. Philly off a, off a great primetime win on the road. A big letdown spot for them. Mm-hmm. So it seems as though West has lost a couple of his favorites. Um, yeah, I, I think this week is really going to be a decider on who, who I'm going to start backing uh, later on in the year because we've had our opinions about the Saints, Packers, um, kind of lost uh, some faith in the Niners now. Uh, but yeah, I just the Jaguars are so terrible. That team is very bad. Yeah, the Jaguars are really bad. It's hard to tell the Texans' mindset after firing their coach. I mean, Bill O'Brien's gone, which could be the greatest thing ever for this team. Yeah, I mean, they could come out. They could come out. They could come out hot against the Jaguars. Especially the Jaguars are not a good team. So if the Texans, you know. They they got let go basically of an albatross around their neck with Bill O'Brien because that guy that's exactly what that guy is he's an albatross. A lot of directions to potentially go here. Yeah, you guys stole a couple of my games, and I'm tempted by the Texans, but I can't bet on a winless team as a home favorite that, uh, or as a favorite. That just doesn't seem right. I'm gonna go. And I'm gonna play it's a little square, and I'm gonna take the Ravens and give the 13. Against um, against the Bengals, I like Joe oh, Burrow. Wow. Okay. I think I think the Bengals are terrible, and uh, I think the Ravens are a trustworthy team. I've, I've I've picked them already this this year, and and with with good success on it with a big line, they're a trustworthy team. They're willing to run people over. Um, I think they pour it on here. Give the thirteen. Yeah, go. I think they they were chasing uh, thirteen and a half last week versus the the red, uh, the football team, and so yeah, we're just doubling down on whether they can do it versus an equally bad team. I think Bengals and and the football team are comparable in how bad they are. So, yeah, sure. Give it to me. Rookie QB on the road in Baltimore. No. No thanks. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, They're going to have to really cramp down on the run game. They're going to have to use the run almost exclusively to try to 
basically open up the pass, especially with Haskins. Haskins is – he's a mess. So, um, I mean, they're throwing the ball a lot to his detriment. <laughs> I think they should be using their running backs a lot more. And they have good running backs. I don't know why they're not using their running backs more often. Yeah, Mixon had a big game uh, last week. Um, that has not been replicatable this year. This is his first good game of the year. Um, so I would assume the Ravens game plan is just make uh, Joe Burrow throw 60 times like he had been previously. Which he's very yeah, comfortable I mean, doing he's, and he's, willing to do. Well, he's at, oh, I think he's averaging 52 throws a game. It's, it's something crazy what, what, he's, what he's averaging. Um, I mean, you can you can fact check me on that, but I, he's averaging over fifty throws a game, and that'll just make me a little hesitant to to lay that number with the with the Ravens because Burrow will be throwing it and chucking it, and then is fearless and can easily just kind of backdoor cover this. That's also true. Why? Uh, why? Yeah, I mean it's the same way that well, that he's he playing fearless, like he has nothing to lose, like he just won his first game. He's playing with house money. I think like he just like he plays kind of cocky and loose and like with a swagger. And I mean Baltimore's looked yeah, they got stopped by the Chiefs. So maybe if the Bengals can kind of look at that gate that tape and you know, see like how like, how to beat them. I mean Baltimore is not look throwing. at the tape. <laughs> You're gonna see they had Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> That's all we need to bring to the table. Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs offense to beat the Ravens. Hey, Burrow's putting on a pretty good Mahomes esque show. Ravens took your Browns to the woodshed, thirty-eight to six. You think oh, first the, game of the year? First the Browns game of the year. Are, are worse than the the Bengals. That's the first game of the year. Give it a pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any other? Uh, we need Falcon talk. Thoughts? We need Falcon talk. Yeah. Did we, did we make it to a Matt Ryan prediction? Falcons are at home, laying two and a half. I, I Carolina's oh. actually I've been oh. impressed I've been impressed with Carolina. Like they've they've haven't rolled over. Bridgewater's been pretty darn good. You know, goes into the 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 Chargers and I thought it was a tough spot and they blasted him. Go to Tampa Bay, put up a good fight, lose on a heartbreaking four net run up the you know, like on the last play of the game for the cover, but they're playing Pretty tough. Even with no McCaffrey, their offense has kind of become more diverse. And I thought it would like go the opposite. Like, like they would just implode, become one dimensional, and kind of pack it up. But they've actually spread it out and seemed pretty confident. So I I think this is a high scoring game. The total is fifty three and a half. It's a division game. I just I can't trust the Falcons anymore. I'm I'm off the Falcons. It's this ship has sailed. <laughs> He's done. Finally. Yeah. You know what? I'm How can also they be a favorite? Be... How can you give points with the Falcons? It's it's right much. I'm I'm also gonna hard bet uh, the Cardinals at the Jets uh, Sunday morning. It's the uh, Jets are only giving a touchdown. I think yeah, that was a they they got outclassed I guess kind of in Carolina, but I think there's like a, a huge gap between the Panthers and the Jets. And I think the Cardinals are capable of scoring, which I don't think the Jets are. They got smashed by the Broncos. I think that's just an easy bet as well. You trust Arizona still? 
Yeah, I do. I think um, they went on the road against a, a team that was willing to punch. I don't think the Jets have any punches to throw. Is Arizona two and two or three and one? They're two and two. The so Niners and the Cardinals are two and two. The Niners are in fourth place right now. Cardinals lost to the Lions, it. lost to the Panthers. Yeah. Their only good win is the Niners, which maybe doesn't look quite as good now. Good. Yeah. It's the healthy Niners. Yeah, they beat the healthy Niners, though, yeah. Not the beat-to-crap Niners. Yeah, Cardinals have talent. I mean, Hopkins can go off, but it's a big number to be laying with a team that might not, like what Wes just said, might not actually be who we think in their, like in our minds, this dominant NFC West team that, you know, that deserves being seven-point road favorites against anybody. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that the Cardinals are dominant. I'm saying they're an eight and eight team, and the Jets are an zero and sixteen team. <laughs> <laughs> so this still isn't the bottom rock bottom for the Jets. This is not time to buy low. They have the worst uh, point differential in the league by twenty points. So yeah, they're uh, they're terrible. Enough. They're awful. They got they got beat the hell out of by a reeling Broncos team at home, <laughs> like. It was that was yeah, an ugly game way. to watch. Perfect. Okay. Guys, got any more thoughts? Okay, I think uh, we've had enough of week uh, five here at the Rough Up Podcast. Uh, alongside uh, Mike, Tim, and Wes, this is Matt. Have a good night. See ya. Yes. Oof. Jeez. On